Amen, amen, amen. I say it publicly that when you got good music, it'll make a preacher want to preach. I'm telling you, as a, a musician, I can just remember my days of playing that exact song, and it always does something to me whenever I hear it. I thank God for our music ministry because they are truly anointed and they are appointed for this time. And we are just so happy to have them as a part of us. Amen and amen and amen. God, we thank you right now, Lord. We thank you for the gift of music. We thank you for not only lifting us in music, but we thank you for lifting us by your word, by your spirit by your presence, God. We bless your name right now and may the words that we use today that we believe you have given to us be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. Oh Lord, you are our strength and our redeemer. And the people of God said, amen and amen. We are going to try not to endeavor to be in front of you long, but let me just say that one of the touching breakthrough songs, you know, them kind of songs that uh, give you hope and encouragement right when you you need something special from the Lord. Uh, um, one of those songs is the Black Gospel song first made popular by Tremaine Hawkins uh, and then later by one of my favorites or my most favorite, the late Reverend James Cleveland. And the song was called What? shall I do? Uh, and James Cleveland's version was recorded roughly some 30 plus years ago. And, and so now if you ask my wife, Pastor I, uh, Cleveland's version is my favorite because I still listen to it regularly. In fact, I listened to it this morning. Uh, and you're probably asking the question, why listen to that old song? You know, it's time for you to get into the the, the 2020s and, uh, you know, get some more uh, fresh songs, as some of the young folk would probably say. Well, I, I'm so glad you asked me why I want to listen to that old stuff. You see, I know some of you are thinking, you are a pastor, you know the Lord, and, and you're supposed to have a handle on the steps to breakthrough. And I'll answer to you precisely. Yes, I will. Because when you know the Lord, you know the, the God of breakthrough. When you know the Lord, you know the God of breakthrough. But 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 let me tell y'all, just in case somebody thought I was perfect and all of that good thing, I want you to know that I am still human. H-U-M-A-N. And, and I have a personal haze and personal mazes every now and then, and, and I'm in hardship conditions sometimes. I, I, I still need a breakthrough over issues and circumstances that haven't been resolved yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm a preacher. I, I, I know who God is, but I need some encouragement sometimes on my way to breakthrough. So I need a breakthrough over issues and circumstances that are new to me day by day. I need at least just one of y'all, at least one of y'all out there 
with me to hope and, and, and understand me because if you are looking for perfection, and I am too, uh, uh, but I, I got to continue to call on the Lord uh, I, 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 because he's the only one that's provided the help. And, and, and none of us, let me get this clear, none of us down here are perfect. Uh, we won't reach perfection until we get to heaven. And then only one who is perfect there is Jesus the Christ. Amen, somebody. Amen. And, and so we just want you to know that 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 but let me let me get back to the song. Let me get back to the song because I might be rambling just a little bit. I don't want Pastor I to get angry with me and say, What is he doing? You know, he's way off course. James ad-libs the song with the choir, and he says, uh, you know, when, when the night gets the darkest, it's when this God's good time. And as he's ad-libbing the song, they say, what shall I do? What steps should I take? Which insists that some problems exist in the life of the believer, and they need God to show them the steps to breakthrough. What I particularly like uh, about James' song is that he highlights two famous biblical heroes. And then he is transparent about his own testimony because he says, well, what you going to do? And he said, then David comes and says, the Lord is my shepherd. And you don't have to want for nothing. I hope somebody heard that message that he put in the record. And then of his second biblical hero, and mind you, he says, then Job runs into my bedroom. And he says, Cleveland, and I'll put in Brown, I know what you're going through. Been there. Lost everything I had. Uh, but I decided that I'm going to wait for an answer from you, Lord. And then he goes into his testimony. He says, when he was hurting with chest pains all over his body in, in the emergency room, and my family always laughed at me when I would listen to this because everybody knows that you can't have chest pains all over your body. Your chest pains have got to be in your chest. Amen. But he, he said he was hurting so bad that he didn't even know to pray. Uh, so so that ebonical hermeneutic took over and, and, and he might rather misstated what he was talking about. But we could understand the message. Because I was soaking up that testimony like gravy on a country biscuit. Y'all know I'm a country boy at heart. And, and, and so I understand the message. The testimony message was that there was a woman who was standing around his bedside, and he, he said, you know, they be them folk, they be breaking in. And she looks up and said, uh, 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 he ain't going to make it, is he? And he said, he raised up off that emergency table, and he looked at her, and he said, yes, I am, because the God I serve is able. How many of you know that the God that you serve is able? I know he's able to give us breakthrough. 
So finally, James then says to everyone to take a step into their breakthrough by hanging on in there. He suggests another step by saying, I know he'll come through with a blessing for you. So I'm going to wait. In other words, wait on God. And so the Bible says in Psalm 37 and 23, which is our operative part of the scripture this morning, that the steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered. That means they're set in place, they're ordained, they are established, and they are directed by the Lord. As we told you last week that the righteous sometimes feel like they are, the wicked are getting all the breaks. Yeah. And, and, and we want to reiterate to you that godly people can have breakthroughs as well. We want you to know that today. You can have breakthroughs. So like James' song, if you know that the Lord is your shepherd and you don't have to walk for nothing and you know like Job, you're willing to wait for your answer from God, and you can hang on in there and believe while you're waiting. You can know that he will come through. That he'll come through, not only come through, but he'll come through for you. And I want somebody to tell me what is better than getting a break that you need in order to come through steps on the other side. Because you got to go through. Now I go through, I'm just reading a book right now, and the, the writer of the book says that, yeah, it's all right to be on the mountaintop, but there is a valley coming. And you are in that valley, you have, you can't go around the valley, you got to go through the valley to get to the other side. Because if we, we, we hang on in there, and this is back to me talking again, if we hang on in there, the Lord will come through for us in our circumstances. If we hang on in there, we will push through our issues. If we hang on in there, the things holding us down will get through them. If we hang on in there, I decree and declare that step by step, we will receive our breakthrough. Like that old song, step by step, we're nearing the kingdom. Step by step, we'll get through uh, to our breakthrough. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I thank him this morning that I know the breakthrough is coming. I, I don't know about you today. I, I got my own testimony, but, but I'm so glad that the Lord is all in my stuff, all in my issues. I'm so glad that he's all in my circumstances. I'm so glad he orders my step, even though I don't understand that what the Lord told us last week that, that this week's installment in our breakthrough series is from the, from the subject, Step into Breakthrough. I'm so glad he's there because we got to step into breakthrough. I am so glad because we've got to step into breakthrough. Come on, Pastor, I give us a little more about that. Before we get going real good, I just want to know, is there any steppers among us this morning? Yes. We're going to need some folks who know how to step. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, 
oh yes, yes, yes. But let me just kind of back up just a, just a second and, and say that I, I want you all to know that I too love that message from the Reverend James Cleveland. Uh, just like Pastor Keith does, uh, 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 because when you 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 seen a thing or two, you tend to know a thing or two. Yeah. That's where James is coming from. Yeah, yeah. You all might remember you all might remember that from the uh, the farmers in, uh, insurance commercial uh, when when the when the people say we 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 see we know a thing or two because we seen a thing or two. Uh -huh. Bless the Lord. But but now we know that you are asking yourself, what shall I do in my issues? Uh, uh, James Cleveland had his issues, uh, and I have got my own. Uh, but yet, but this morning, some of us might come to this service, and you say, but I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm in need of a breakthrough in my life. Uh, 2020 was about all I could stand, and now 2021, right about now, is not looking all that great. But I know there's a witness out there who is looking for a breakthrough. Yeah. So how do I do what I need to do, Pastor I? What, what do I do to begin stepping into my breakthrough in my life? Well, can I give you just a few little hints, just a few nuggets this morning that will help you step into your breakthrough. You see, David, who is the writer of our song, makes it clear what happens when you take the steps that God orders for your breakthrough and your abundant living. If anybody needed a breakthrough in his life, can we say David could have used a breakthrough? But, but can I be by letting you know that before we get started, we have to follow some what I call some prerequisites. Mm -hmm. In case that word is not one that's that's familiar to your vocabulary, a prerequisite simply is something that is required beforehand. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Before I could get admission into the nursing program, I had to take some required classes so that I would be ready for the task that lay before me. Uh -huh. Is everybody with me this morning? Yeah. See, so there are some steps you need to take before you take the steps that you need to take. Yeah. Oh God, I hope you're with me this morning. I hope I didn't lose anybody already. Well, my prerequisite on from number one says we got to stop worrying about the steps yes. of the wicked. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think that David makes it clear in, 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 in the 37th Psalm that before we even get to the 23rd verse, that he be, when he starts out his song, what David is actually doing is he is helping his readers to relieve the tensions of life yes. caused by the wicked. You see, when you spend your time, Pastor Keith, intently watching and observing and being frustrated by the actions of evildoers, it will most certainly, most assuredly, take your focus off the goodness of our God. Yeah. Oh, yes, it yeah. will. You see, so before you are even ready 
need to move forward in God, we have to start making sure we are looking at the right stuff and give our attention to the right one who is above all. Uh, we know, we know there's no question, no question that our world is evil and perverse. That is our reality. We must understand that uh, uh, it really looks like it, it looks like uh, it appears that the wicked is ahead of us. It looks like they are winning the race. But, but can we remind you this morning that what they have and what they are is temporary at best. Oh, somebody need to stand up and shout on that one. Can I say to you, don't get angry, don't get upset, and don't lose hope. Because God already has a day of reckoning for those who won't do right, for those who won't act right, and for those who don't follow his commands. As Matthew 13, 49b through 50 says that the angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous, yeah, throwing yeah. the wicked into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. Do you see it there? You see, their end really is already set. Disappearance, disgrace, and ultimately death. That's our first thing I want to tell you. My second prerequisite is this. Instead of watching the wicked, I want you to start watching your God-ordained steps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That means, come on, church, somebody got to change their focus. Mm. You see, our text is clear in verse 23. That the steps of a good man, and we're going to say, or oh, a good woman, are ordered. In other words, they're orchestrated. Yeah. They're already ordained yeah. by the Lord God Almighty, uh -huh. the maker of heaven and earth. That should be a revelation and an encouragement at the same time. In fact, in fact, that should give you all some semblance of a breakthrough already. You see, if the Lord, if the Lord, who is the maker and creator of all, is leading your life, uh, you know how we stand and say, I want to fight first, give honor to God, who is the head of my life. Well, if he truly is the head of your life, then you got to already know that a breakthrough must be on your horizon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just no two ways about it. You see, that the scripture goes on to say, and he delighted in his way. The message Bible says it this way, that the stalwart, meaning those who are strong and those who are brave, walks in step with God, his path blazed by God, and he is happy. Oh, I read it for you, but I want to tell you again that the NLT records it this way, that the Lord directs the steps of the godly, and he delights in every detail of their lives. And then the New International Version says that if the Lord delights in a man's way, then he makes his steps firm. Oh, all of that lets us know that God has got us. Men and women of God, this thing is resonating in my spirit this morning. Yeah. 
because it says that any way you slice it or dice it, uh -huh. when we are in step with our God, he will make sure that we are the head and not the tail. All blessings are going to come our way. Oh, my, 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 my. That gets me excited, Pastor Keith. And then verse 24 in our text says that though they stumble, they will not fall from the Lord, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Oh, we hope we are encouraging somebody this morning who feels like you might be falling. Peter's paraphrased Bible says if he stumbles, he's not down for long. God has a grip on his hand. Oh, see, this, 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 this actually sets up a word picture for me, Minister Swan, and that it reminds me of when our children were little, and you know, and they were just learning to walk, and to learning to be more independent, and to get around by themselves, but every now and then, they would trip, or they would misstep, and they would start heading for the ground, and one of us would reach out a hand, yeah. and grab a hold of that little one, yeah. to keep them from going down, and to keep them from getting hurt. Yeah. Oh, I hope you understand, I hope you understand, is that's what David is trying to say to us this morning, you might go down, but God is always too close to let you fall. Yeah. Is there a witness in the house this morning? Oh, my, my, my. So, so I have given you, I've given you some pre-steps, some prerequisites to stepping into your breakthrough. You've got to stop worrying about the steps of the wicked, and you got to start watching your God-ordained steps. Now, I have a question. I have a question, and I want you all to put it in the chat. If, if you can answer this question, is anybody ready? Is anybody ready? to take the next step. Oh, see, you gotta get through the first part before you can get to the next part. Oh, I believe, I believe that there's somebody out there who say, okay, Pastor, what I gotta do next? Okay, here we go, here we go. You gotta step into godly living. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. You see, you see, this is a major step, a, a major step that you gotta take. If you don't get anything else that me and Pastor Chief tell you today, uh, we want you to get that in your spirit. You gotta step into godly living. You see, we will never get where we are going if we don't take this initial step. You see, it's critical and it's essential. Like gasoline to a car or, or like electricity to a light. You don't plug it up, it ain't gonna work. You don't put gas in your car, it ain't gonna work. Oh, God. So we got to step into godly living. You see, everything that is done in our lives must fall under the umbrella called godly living. Godly living in our walk, in our talk, and even in our thoughts. Our goal here is so that he can direct us, so that he can guide us, and so he can lead us like he wants to. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is this. Oh, you got a first step, first step, first step. Uh, for you note takers, first step. Step number one. 
one, you got to give so others might live. What's she talking about? What's she talking about? I I knew it. I knew it. Them preachers always talking about giving somebody (laughs) some money. Lord have mercy. Well, before before you give up on me, before you lock me in the in, in the barrel with everybody else, can you hear me out? Can you hear me out? Give me a chance this morning to to to, to help you understand what I mean. In verse twenty six in our text, it, it's not as not nearly as well memorized as verse number twenty five. You see, we all know that David declares that he wants. Uh, was young. Oh, come on, y'all. Say it with me. Yeah. And now I'm old. Yeah. But he said he has never seen the righteous forsaken, yeah. nor his seed begging bread. Yeah. But, but, but I want to stop right there uh, because I want to ask the question. I want to ask the question, does anybody really know why David says this in the middle of this text? Why does he go there? Well, 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 if you all give up, if you all give up, I'm going to go ahead on and take it because of verse number 26, because of those of us who are following the lead of our God are generous in our giving. That's why the righteous never have a situation where they are begging bread because the godly step in and help take care of those who are less fortunate than themselves. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. You see, we took that step with the Gabriel Network, and you see, we took that big step so that we can help some people who needed our help, and we see the result of our our stepping out and stepping up to help out somebody else. Hallelujah. Somebody was somebody was blessed in that process. You see, when we are led by God, we are generous in our giving. And we 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 give of our time, we give of our yes, our money, and we give of our talent. But our giving doesn't come out of obligation. Our giving comes from a place in our heart that says, if you gotta, if I got a dime, then you got a nickel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how we do. That's how we do when we are stepping out. When we are stepping out as generous, godly people. You see, part of the breakthrough comes towards us ah, because we have been given. We've given up our selfish ways. We've given up our self-centeredness. And we place our focus on those who are in our midst that could not just use a hand out, but they can use a hand up. And that hand needs to look like the hand of Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I hope I'm helping somebody this morning. I know it. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Preaching. Preacher, but I don't have it like that. I, I, I don't have much. I, 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 yeah, look, look, my, my wallet's empty. Uh, check it out. My my my, my account, uh, my account balance is low. I, I get you. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, I hear you. But can I tell you this morning? I, I just tell you all right. But neither did the widow and Zerubbabel. Oh God, somebody need to help me to stop this thing this morning. In First Kings seventeen seven through sixteen, when the prophet Elijah showed up at her house, yeah. she and he came asking. 
I'm preaching something to somebody this morning. Oh, God. I'm about to get out of the way. I got one more thing to tell you. One more thing to tell you if you could help me. If it's all right, if it's all right. I want you to know that our second step, we got to give that others might live. And then we got a second step, which means we got to turn from evil. And we got to do good. Oh, yeah. Turn from evil and do good. See, verse 27 in our text relays the message of a, a two-part process. Uh, I just, it's got to take place in order to move toward the breakthrough. Uh, oh, Pastor Keith, we stepping. We stepping this morning. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You see, we got to do. We got to turn. And we got to do. Y'all see that in the text. Y'all see that in verse 27. So, so you, you, you see, it's not enough to just say, okay, I, I'm not going to do that anymore. I, I know it's bad. I know it's wrong, but I ain't going to do it anymore. I'm, I'm not going to. That's not enough. It's not enough to say that I'm going to turn from my evil ways. Can I tell somebody this morning, that, and you can tell them you heard it from me, that talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. Yeah, it is. Don't, don't cost you nothing for the book to come out your mouth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, but what it reminds me of, uh, uh, Reverend Denise, it reminds me of Second Chronicles 7 and, and 14. You all know the verse uh, where the chronicler gives the do part first. He, he, he says, humble yourself and pray and seek God's face. Oh, God. Oh, God. See, you better do some stuff, and, and then turn. Ah, 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 you all know, you all know it. Turn from your wicked ways. Then will they hear from heaven and have their sins forgiven, and their land will be healed. See, the idea is that they had to do some stuff before they could experience some stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I, I'm telling y'all something this morning. You see, the idea, the idea is that you got to you gotta make sure you not just talk about it, but you got to be about it. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I'm going to give y'all a sidebar. I'm going to charge you a thing for it. See, the actions, the actions will always tell your story far better than your words ever will. Oh, somebody need to get that in your heart this morning. See, you better replace all, all of those ungodly ways with something that's useful, something that's productive, and something that is worthwhile. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, come on, y'all. Tell, tell yourself, I'm going to turn and do it right because I'm stepping into my breakthrough. Oh, bless you. Come on, Pastor Keith, and finish up for us. And uh, so I, I want to just close with just a little story. You know, I'm a, a, a Trekkie. Y'all y'all know what Trekkies are. Those are the people who love Star Trek, the, the, uh, the next generation and all of them. I love the original especially the newer movies of Star Trek. And one of the Star Trek movies uh, that I can remember is, well, after they had gone through much peril, they had to take Spock uh, back to his homeland because Spock didn't have his own mind. You see, he had been through some things and 
he needed a real breakthrough because all of his marbles were sitting in another man's body. And, and so they told them, they told Captain Kirk, they told the people in Captain Kirk's circle that he had to climb the steps of Mount Salaya. Ah, uh-huh. oh, yeah, yeah. So, 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 for, for those of you who wonder why I would bring up something as uh, fictional as that, it, it is because God is telling us that sometimes we got to climb those steps to get to the next level. We've got to go higher and higher. And so, for Fox to get his his brain back. He and and Dr. McCoy, who had all of his marbles, had to go up the steps of Mount Salaya, where the the woman who was in charge and could put them back together were. Uh, She was there waiting to make sure it happened. Well, I tell you that we got to climb the steps of God. We got to climb the steps of Mount Sinai and Mount Horeb and wherever it is that God has laid out in his work because as we climb, we will get our breakthrough. Just like Spock getting his marbles back, we'll get back what the devil stole from us. We'll get back those things that we didn't think we could ever get back. We'll get them back because God knows exactly what steps we must take and like James said, if we wait on him for an answer, it will come to pass. And we just hang on in there. It will come to pass. And we just trust in God. If we just know how God is going to carry us through, that we will receive a breakthrough.